Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to uh, Triple Babble Podcast, where we talk all things uh, NFL, fantasy football, um, sports betting, and of course, our favorite, um, we talk our Dallas Cowboys content. So uh, welcome to uh, week two of the NFL. Last episode, uh, we kind of started into week two, but uh, this is the real meat and potatoes, uh, Sunday football, um, the day we've all been waiting for. So we started off week two. Uh, with a Thursday night football matchup. Um, that was for the uh, Chiefs and the Rams. Uh, pretty exciting game. Uh, pretty exciting game. A lot of uh, a lot of the outcomes did not happen like we uh, predicted, like we talked on this show. But there were a few things that uh, did ring true. So um, from that game, we all had the Chiefs winning that one. And the Chiefs, they did win. Uh, but the Chargers kind of came back in that game in a uh, spectacular fashion. A few injuries few big plays that type of thing but overall pretty good game so I was I was happy with it uh Amazon Prime that was the broadcaster for that particular matchup so Amazon is you know they're getting into that space of broadcasting NFL games and I think it's really good for the league because I think Amazon has a really good production crew it's just different it was a little different from how Monday Night Football looked it was different from a lot of the Sunday uh football pod, not podcast Sunday uh, you know, live broadcast. So I do think Amazon will continue to be a major player and just bring interesting matchups um, every Thursday night. So uh, one thing we talked about that game, uh, we did talk about the Chiefs covering that spread, which they did not. Uh, they covered the opening spread, which was uh, set at minus three. And one of the players I liked in that particular game was uh, Austin Eckler. I had him over his total receptions. He ended up getting nine receptions for that game. I think his total was set somewhere around, correct me if I'm wrong, Hefe around uh, four or five for that particular game. But I know he would clear it pretty easily just because of the uh, uh, fact that um, the top wide receiver was not present. He wasn't playing that matchup. So that was really wild keyed in on that particular game and his uh, just overall uh, usage. So. But yeah, that's enough recap about that. Uh, I definitely want to dive into uh, you know uh, the rest of week two, starting with uh, our first game. So we've got the uh, first game we're going to cover is the Commanders, the newly named Commanders versus uh, you know the Detroit Lions. So Hefe, if you want to lead us uh, a little bit more into this segment, let's go. Uh, uh, yeah, let's start off week two. Good morning, everybody. How y'all doing? I hope y'all ready for this week two NFL Sunday. We got we got Washington. And we got the Detroit Lions up. We got last time these two quarterbacks faced each other was week two of the 2020 season. Wentz was still on the Philadelphia Eagles. Golf was still a Ram. Rams were going to win that game 37 to 19 in Philly. Let's see what happens here. I'm thinking uh, personally for me, I like Washington. I, I'm going to take that plus one. I like that plus 100 even on the money line. I like Washington to go in this, this game. I think they're still going to be strong. I, I know Wentz threw four picks last week. I don't think he'll throw many this week, maybe one, maybe two, but I think he'll get the job done at the end of the day. What I really like in this game is over 48. I think these two teams will put up points, 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 points. I love it. How y'all feel? Um, <clears throat> good morning, Hefe. I see you got the Cowboys apparel. Got a nice yes, sir. You too, Trev. I see you locked in. Um, You know, I, 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 I hate that I have to say this about this game, but I do have the commanders starting off the season two and now. I mean, the Lions, good football team, very energetic, but it seems like these guys can only play when they're behind. I um, mean, that goes back to last season. They do have, you know, electric moments, and it, also, it always seems like we're going to be nail biters. 
but I do think that the commanders just have a better team on paper. Jared Goff, for what it's worth, is not really a winner. Carson, I mean, Carson Wentz isn't much of a winner either. However, I think he makes less mistakes today. Um, Gibson, I feel, is gonna slide, uh, is gonna slice up the Detroit defense. However, DeAndre Swift, he's he's just a baller. You know what I mean? 15 carries, 144 yards, one TD last last week. I mean, you cannot, I mean, you, you just can't deny him. I do think he's one of those guys you want to start in fantasy this week. However, I do think the commanders do have enough on offense and defense. Um, that Forrest kid last week really showed out. Um, Cameron Curl is still questionable this week as a safety. So look to see Forrest in the field. I'm not going to say he's channeling, you know, his Sean, his best Sean Taylor impression. Um, he didn't have the gloves on last week. He looked, he looked very Sean Taylor last week. I'm not going to lie. And again, I'm not, I'm a Cowboys fan through and through. However, I know about Sean Taylor and that guy looked really good last week. Forrest came out to play last week. Lions are still missing their guard, obviously on injured reserve. Frank Ragnow is on, um, He's out this week. Uh, they may be missing a cornerback. And Amani, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I don't want to butcher anybody's last name and offend anybody. But he's questionable this week. Another guard, Jonah Jackson, is doubtful as well. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see with all these injuries lined up on the um, Lions offensive line. You know, um, the Skins are still really missing Chase Young. However, they have a really strong defensive line. They have a really strong front seven. So we'll see. I think they'll get after the quarterback. Jared Goff's going to be putting a little bit of a panic. Um, I don't know if they're going to force a lot of turnovers. Where are we playing in Detroit? We're in Detroit this week? They're in Detroit. They're in Detroit. Okay. I still think the commanders have enough to pull this game out. Their offense, you know, it's not it's not really exciting. However, I think, you know, it, it's going to be a grinded out game. And I feel the Commanders go out there, maybe like a 28-24 game. Commanders come out of this 2-0. Look, I like that, guys. I like that a lot. I really like this that, um, that score, TP, 28-24. That's, that's about what I would pick for this, this matchup, 28-24, if I was, uh, was going to place a bet on something. But, uh, you know, this is the Cowboys podcast, primarily po- Cowboys podcast. And I've got to go every single week against the commanders. Like, I just don't care. Uh, <laughs> but there is there is some reasoning behind it. There's there's some logical uh, reasoning behind this. So uh, I think since, uh, Hefe, if you want to um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think since the 2020 season, maybe 2021 season, Detroit has actually not been favored in any matchup um, in the NFL. This is actually their first matchup that they've actually been favored in um, in quite a while. And there are a lot of indicators that point towards uh, Detroit's success, not just for this matchup, but for the rest of uh, the season. Uh, last week on the podcast, I mentioned how Detroit had actually won three games last season, but they had covered um, 11 total. Um, that's astonishing, for one, because teams that normally cover spreads are normally winning games. And Detroit was covering spreads and still not winning games. They played some really close matchups, sometimes against formidable opponents, sometimes not so much. But they always managed to stay in games. They did not really have any quit or give up uh, in their performance. Their coach, I like them a lot. Uh, I like him a lot. He's uh, just, a, you know, he seems like a type where he's like a real football guy. You know, he's like, I'm going to run the football down their throat. We're going to keep playing. We're not going to mail it in, that type of thing. So for them to be favored, uh for the first time in, you know, quite a while. I, I got to roll with Detroit. It's a small favorite. Uh, they are playing at home. 
but I think the spread currently is about uh, one or one and a half at this uh, moment in time. If it were me, I would take them on the money line. I wouldn't necessarily lay the points. They could blow them out. I don't think they will, but I mean, I do think that it could be a fairly close game when it's all said and done. So I think the money line would probably be the safest play, uh, in my opinion. But yeah, I really like uh, Detroit. I just like the way that offense moves. If you look at last week when they played uh, the Eagles, it was a game where I think the Eagles thought that they could win pretty handily, and uh, they let Detroit get back in there. They scored a lot of points in that game. I don't think the Eagles are a bad football team, and I think that Detroit is better than what people think. I think that they are looking at the record from last year, but they have really solid personnel, um, especially in the trenches. They have a great running back in DeAndre Smith, uh, such as TP mentioned. So I do think this team is primed for a breakout, primed for success, if not this year, um, in the very near future. Uh, they just have the pieces. They have the skill position players, absolutely. Uh, their quarterback, Jared Goff, has been shaky at times. But, I mean, him and Carson Wentz are like <laughs> – they're almost like the same player, you know. Exactly. They both, say they're, both they're the same quarterback. Yeah, they have they have very similar comps. They went uh, number one and number two in the 2016 draft. They both have been to Super Bowls. Carson Wentz obviously won his Super Bowl, but as the backup quarterback, it, it's just very interesting career arcs that they've had. They're both on their well, uh, Carson Wentz is on his third team, but uh, Jerry Goff being on his second team, and they were both kind of ran out of town after uh, their quick ascension to uh, getting these second contracts and things of that nature. So they're very, very similar quarterbacks, uh, honestly, in terms of they just have a lot of similar uh, background history. I like I like Detroit a lot in this matchup, and I got to roll with them. Uh, when we get to the sports betting side of things, uh, I guess I'll tell share with you guys what I really like. I would go with Detroit on the money line for this particular matchup, uh, not placing anything on that, just that's how I lean. But if we're looking at player props, um, so I've got Amara St. Brown. Uh, he's at 64 and a half for his uh, yardage total. I like him to go over in a game where I expect uh, both teams to just want to kind of stay in this one, keep the pace, high simple offenses. He's their number one wide receiver. I think he's being underlooked, um, undervalued uh, for his position. He's in the second year of the NFL. I mean, these guys are only going to get better. Uh, last year, I think he's not last year, last game, he started out uh, pretty slow. He had a pretty uh, decent uh stat line when that game concluded and then his uh receptions is set at six and a half i definitely think he eclipses this he had about 12 targets last game ended up catching eight of them i do think jared goff will focus in on him a little bit more deandre swift has been battling injuries uh all week so i think he missed two days of training so i i definitely think he will be a target i don't think washington's defense are world beaters so i mean jacksonville kind of came back in there in that game and uh they were still balling out so you know, we'll, we'll see about that. Uh, Gibson, Antonio Gibson, the running back for uh, Washington. Uh, his actual uh, reception total is set at two and a half right now. If you paid attention to last week's game, he went pretty crazy. I mean, he was like wide receiver in terms of like uh, how many passes he caught. Uh, he had about uh, more than six, I believe. So for it to be set at two and a half is pretty low. But I do think Vegas set these uh, totals, these lines uh, based off of defenses they're playing and I think they get a little inside information that's just me about how uh games are going to be played but I would I would hammer that over two and a half probably part of a parlay and I like Curtis Samuel as well uh if you paid attention last game they kind of used Curtis Samuel in like a uh like a running back bro like a scat back running back I mean this guy was uh you know running routes pretty much uh between like one and nine yards and he was you know catching them Carson Wentz went to him that was his guy so I really like those two players. I love DeAndre Swift, but I don't necessarily want to hammer any particular props for him. He had a really amazing game uh, last week, but I don't want to, you know, 
focus too much on that. I mean, Villa banged up, but I love the pass catchers uh, in, in, on both sides of the ball here. So I, I definitely think we're going to see some exciting plays, points, uh, like you guys said. So that's that's where I stand on things. The young boy, uh, so um, the young, I'm sorry, I was going to say the young boy Dotson. Um, we also have to pay attention to. He has two. He had two TDs last week, I believe. He did. Yeah, yeah two TDs. One in the red zone. Um, I think Carson Wentz likes to find a tall target. He's young, um, but I think he has a lot of upside. Um, Terry McLaurin is obviously going to command a lot of attention. I'm not going to say he's the. I don't want to say he's the best receiver in our division. I mean, AJ Brown is there. Um, R.I.P. Amari Cooper because Lord knows he was the best receiver. When we, that's the type of moment of silence for Amari Cooper's space in Dallas. Quick, quick. However, um, this Dotson kid, you know, Carson Wentz seemed to find him for two tugs last week. Um, McLaurin's going to command attention, obviously, for the Detroit defense. So I think you're right. Gibson gets more than two catches this week, obviously, out of the backfield. And Dotson, I think he's somebody you should watch. Um, again, because of these one of these players, you know, if you haven't picked them up, I think you might want to take a look. If he's in the free agency pool in the waiver wire, I think you want to pick up Dotson, maybe a flex option against one of these teams, Detroit. You know, this is this one of those games where it's like, all right, <clears throat> he may have a breakout game. I'm, I mean, I'm like I said, I, I don't want it to sound like I'm a Commanders fan. However, we got you got to know what's going on in your division, and that Dotson kid looks really good. So we'll see what happens. So to to go back to what Trevor was saying earlier, the last time Detroit was favored in the game was November twenty second of the twenty of twenty twenty against the Panthers in Carolina, and the the Lions got blown out that game twenty to zero. Um, I'm not sure if if that helps you get swayed over to the Commanders. I know we're Dallas fans here, but I don't think the Lions have a chance here. I'm I'm sorry, uh, Trev. That's just my opinion. Uh, moving on to uh, fantasy real quick. I like McLaurin as a wide receiver, too. I like St. Brown. Uh, I also like Gibson as a player prop, too. I got a over 57 and a half rushing for him. I think I think he'll run the ball pretty well this week. Uh, that's that's only the one player prop I have for this week and, and the two fantasies I got. But I, I do think Washington comes out this game. Uh, right? Yeah, on to the – Okay. One 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 second, I got I got something for you. Just the fantasy piece. I, you know, I mentioned a few players I like uh for the for the betting side of thing. I like them for fantasy too for the most part. Um St. Brown, I like him. If you have him um as a wide receiver, I had to, you know, substitute him in. Uh if you had a Keenan Allen, if you had, you know, just someone that got hurt or just someone that, you know, you don't think is gonna do well in their matchup. I think he's an excellent option for wide receiver too. Honestly, wide receiver one. I think he's just undervalued right now, but I definitely think he could you know, be in starting lineups all season long. So don't don't sleep on him if you have him. So uh, I, I love him if you have him start him. Uh, Curtis Samuel, I love him as well. Um, Antonio Gibson, I probably wouldn't be looking to start him just because, you know, you don't really know how to go. I mean, you're, you're basically depending on uh, him catching a lot of passes, which he very might well. But, you know, I'd be looking to start him um, at, at the very least a flex play if you really need to in RB2. Uh, if you got to start him as your lead running back, you might be in trouble. Not to say he won't provide for you, but it's just that if that's your option for running back one, then, you know, put your RB2. But, yeah, those those are my guys. I really like them a lot. I, I would start all of them. As far as the quarterbacks, uh, Carson Wentz, you got Jared Goff. 
Jared Goff sneakily puts up some very good numbers. I know he'll throw his little interception in the beginning. He'll be like four of 10 for 35 yards and interception. And then by the fourth quarter, this man's stats are like, you know, 267, uh, two touchdowns, uh, like two rushes for like 10 yards or something like that. He cleans up basically. So uh, the game always starts off pretty uh, shaky, but he always ends, uh, manages to uh, to make it look a little bit better. Carson Wentz on the other side, he had a good fantasy week uh, last week. Uh, he was actually a pretty, yeah, he was a pretty good pick. I think he had like 29, 30 points. So he was a pretty, uh, you know, like a savvy pickup on the waiver wire. Um, I have my opinions about Carson Wentz. I do think he's going to succeed in this offense. I don't necessarily want to start him, especially in week two. But, if you know, if you have some quarterback woes or, you know, your QB1 didn't do exactly what you wanted them to do, and you're looking for a quarterback facing a very soft matchup in Detroit. I do think that Carson Wentz is a very viable fantasy option for this week. Uh, same thing with Jared Goff, but, you know, if I had to choose, I would definitely choose Carson Wentz. And then the tight ends. Um, got TJ Hawkinson. He's the only tight end I'd look at in this matchup. And then the defenses, I wouldn't be looking to start either of them uh, in neither of the kickers for this matchup. So that's, that's the breakdown for, yeah, for fantasy for me. Yeah, there's, there's there's not there's not a lot to look at in this game, but I mean, if you're a Commanders or Lions fan, you know it, it'll be an exciting game for what it's worth. I, I do think it'll be an exciting game. Um, we definitely get a fair amount of turnovers early in the game between Carson Wentz and Jerry Goff. Um, I was telling my Commander fan friends this season, you know, when Carson Wentz, like, oh yeah, you know, you guys finally have a, a decent quarterback, but. There's going to be a lot of turnovers this season, so just be prepared. I mean, at this point, I can't speak. Dak is – Dak looks like he's back to dink and duck. With no, but anyway, we're, we're going to get to that later. We'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. <laughs> well, that, that's the coverage on our 1 o'clock game this week. Uh, that's Washington and the Lions. We got me and uh, Playmaker liking commanders this week to go 2-0. and We got Trev liking, liking the, the Lions this week. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Going into the 4 o'clock game, we got the Falcons at the Rams. The Rams are coming off a major upset at home, season opener to the Buffalo Bills, while the Falcons are coming off a nail-biter loss to the Saints. Looking at the quarterback matchup here, these these two quarterbacks actually have faced each other before. Long, long ago, though. It was back in 2016, week two. Uh, let's see. Mariota would be on the uh, the Titans, I'm sorry, while Stafford was, was, uh, he was on the Lions. Mariota would go on to win this game, shutting the Lions out in the fourth quarter on a 13-0 run to win this game 16-15. In my personal opinion here, since 2016, uh, a lot has changed. And the Rams, they're, they're a way different team than the Falcons. The Rams are going to blow them out. I don't, know, I, don't, I don't know how much the Falcons will even score. I don't know if they will score. The Rams might blow them out. Can I ask you a question? Do we, do we do we feel that that was an upset? Because, I mean, for what it's worth, the Buffalo Bills very well may be the best team in football. They just move cohesively, offensively and defensively. I mean, that where 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 where's the crack in their shield? Where's the crack in their armor? So let me say so, this. Let me let me let me let me let me add this, guys. Uh, to 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 TP's comment, I don't think the Buffalo Bills might be the best team in football. I think they are the best okay, team in football, and I and, and I don't think there's really. I think the Kansas City Chiefs are are very close in competition. 
at the way the Bills play, especially on open night, they just look like to be in midseason form. The way they were, the way they were running the plays. That's 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 well, why. I was well, hold on. That. Why I say it's an upset because I agree. I agree with both of you right here. Okay. Well, but why I say it was an upset week one was because the Rams were at home one, and two they were coming off a Super Bowl. They should have won this game. I get it. The I, I Josh Allen MVP. Josh Allen Super Bowl. I want to see it. I want to see it this year. I'm with you two. But to me, that's why I call this an upset. I personally believe Buffalo was going to win this game too. Yes, but that was to me on paper. They would say that's an upset. I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it was an upset on paper because the Rams were the Bills are actually favored in the matchup. So I wouldn't call it an upset just based off. You know what, what we look at to be an upset. Like if the Rams were favored and the Bills just crushed them, then yeah. But it was a crushing victory for a team that was barely favored. I, but you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say upset. I would not say upset. Uh, everyone had money on the Bills. It, a lot of history indicated the Rams should have won at least covered that football game. But I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't use upset there just because of the Bills being favorites. I put one question on my notepad, and I wanted to ask both of you guys. Will Jalen Ramsey show up this week? I just, I just, I was, I was getting ready to get into that because if if there's no if there's no zest if there's no zest in Jalen Ramsey whatsoever, I don't know who he needs to call. If there's no if there's no lemon pepper in his stepper in his steppers, if there's no lemon pepper in his steppers, then I mean it's going to be a long day for Jalen Ramsey once again. I mean, um, this how, this game this this game is in Atlanta, right? No, it, it looks. Oh like no, good. no, they're back in. They're still in L.A. Now, if it, if, oh, if okay, it okay. was, if it was in Atlanta, if it was in Atlanta, <laughs> there'd be a lot of sense. We're not going to get too deep into that. I think, I think, I think, I, I, um, I think, I think, that. I think, I understand what you're trying to say. Uh, however, I think, however, I think Jalen Ramsey might have a career game if, if this was. Uh, he was in Atlanta, but that's let's get back to the analysis. Man. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what happened. Yeah, let, let's let's get back to what really matters. Um, the Rams are still missing Van Jefferson. Um, Leonard Floyd is questionable. I do think that despite who's on the injury report, there's nothing too crazy. Cooper Cup goes off. I mean, I hope to see a flash from Kyle Pitts, Marcus Mariota. I mean, for what it's worth, his career's. Should be coming to an end soon. N- nothing against him. I'm not saying that I hate him or any. Like I'm not trying to trash talk Marcus Mariota, but I just, you know, it is what it is. You know, we're we're just quarterbacks have a certain shelf life when you're not generational, like Patrick Mahomes, um, the the best looking quarterback in football, Justin Herbert. You know what I mean, Lamar Jackson. You know, guys like that. If you if you're not if you're not cut from that cloth, you know what I mean. You know. There's, there's only so much time you have, and I think we're we're reaching Marcus Mariota's um, what do you call it the end the end of his timeline. So I do think that the Rams get back to where they need to. Cooper KKK Cup gets back to where he needs. To, I'm sorry, that was that was a joke. That was a joke. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. But I do think Cooper Cup gets back to. Well, I'm sorry, not gets back because he was still pretty electric last week. Cooper Cup and the Rams pretty much just. Run through this Atlanta team. There's nothing much going on. Jalen Ramsey maybe flies somebody in from Atlanta. You know, maybe he travels with the team. Well, yeah. Jalen, yeah. Jalen Ramsey pick. I think we should lock. I think we should lock in a Jalen Ramsey pick today. 
that's what I think we should. We're getting we're getting back to zesty lemon pepper. I think I'm gonna order some lemon pepper wings in honor of James. I don't Ray. think they have defensive prop bets, unfortunately. Probably not, however. Correct me if I'm wrong, Trev. I'm not I'm just I'm just, I'm just I'm just saying. I'm just saying Yes, the defensive prop bets do exist. I'm looking for them now, but normally you'll see team prop bets for the defense. Uh certain sometimes you'll get IDP individual players. Uh, they'll offer, you know, like linebackers, like how many tackles or sacks or things of that nature. I'm scrolling okay. FanDuel. I don't see anything at the moment. But, yeah, that, those do exist to answer your question. Okay. Because I'm not, I'm not that deep. So, I appreciate the, the, the information here. Um, so, as, as far as fantasy, do you, do you have anything that you're looking at right away? I, for me personally, I like Cup 100%. I like Stafford 1,000%. And, and as far as Henderson this week, I like him as a flex option if you need him. Those are my three picks. Do, do you guys have anybody? Yeah, I, I agree with your pick so far. Uh, so, of course, Cooper Cub, his uh, prop total is set at 96 and a half. I think he exceeds that for sure. I do think we'll see a little bit more Allen Robinson. If you remember the week one game uh, last Thursday, there was not a lot of concentration on Allen Robinson. I think he got two targets, and one of them was when the game was way out of reach. I do think Stafford just – yeah, I do think Stafford just feels a little bit more comfortable with Cooper Cup. That's his guy, and uh, he he was targeting him a lot. It'd be good to see Kyle Pitts come back this game. If there's any game he um, excels in, it, it might be this matchup, but I'm not going with him. The player I really like uh, on Atlanta side is definitely going to be Drake London. Uh, he's the rookie. I think he was the first wide receiver selected. His prop total is set at uh, 49.5 right now. He battled a lot of injuries uh, in the preseason training camp, but I do think that this guy is legit. I believe he had about 60 yards on about five targets or so um, in week one. So, I mean, I look for him to do a lot better. He's definitely the wide receiver one, and I think he's uh, competing definitely with Kyle Pitts for targets. I think they had the same amount of targets in that particular matchup. Uh, you got Cordell Patterson, Daryl Henderson. I do like both of these players. Uh, Cordell Patterson, he's got uh, he's set at 20 and a half, and Daryl Henderson is – to the 18 and a half, I could definitely see these players easily going over their their player props. Just how the game is played, obviously. Uh, it, it, it's too tricky to call, so I wouldn't tell it. Uh, but the players I like for sure, if I were to put my money on it, which you know I might, just Cooper Cup over 96 and a half. We've seen enough of how he plays. Uh, I'm confident in him uh, getting 100 yards again. Um, that's really it for this matchup. I mean, I like Stafford, of course. Uh, Marcus Mariota, I'm not going to focus on his stats. But for the quarterbacks, definitely uh, – uh, Matt Stafford, I look for him to bounce back, have a better week. A lot of his issues were um, offensive line play in terms of the blocking assignments. I do think that that will be a little bit improved just because Atlanta is not as um, stout defensively as uh, as the Buffalo Bills are. So I, I do think we'll see uh, Stafford kind of return to form a little bit, but again, in a cupcake matchup, uh, so to speak. So the quarterback, Stafford, wide receiver, I'd be looking at Cooper Cup uh, in fantasy as well as uh, uh, sports betting, Drake London. I'd be looking at him, too. In fantasy, I think he'd be a decent flex play. And then uh, on the tight ends, I'd, I'd be looking at uh, just Kyle Pitts, man. I mean, he didn't have a great game last week, um, but I think he'll return. And the same thing with uh, Tyler Higby. I think he could be this year's Dalton Schultz, you know, um, the way the way he was utilized. So, and then Matt Gay, of course. If you got Matt Gay, I would start him. He's a excellent field goal kicker. He didn't really show out uh, week one, but I think this is his return to, uh, return to glory uh, this week. Yeah, I think I think I think it's just really unfortunate for Kyle Pitts. He's just been in uh, I don't want to say bad quarterback situations, but I mean Matt Ryan for what it's worth, a little washed. 
or he's a, you know he's a, he's kind of like the end of his timeline, and then he gets replaced with Marcus Mariota. And Kyle Pitts is kind of just like, hey, give me a quarterback that can feed me. You know what I mean? Because Kyle Pitts is an electric player. It's always been that. You got to get the ball in his hands. Um, from what I can see, I guess Caesar Sportsbook have the Rams favored by ten, which is kind of wild, but it's not too wild. I do think that the Rams are going to blow the Falcons out. We should be turning this game off. I may catch. Uh, no, I'm not going to catch a midday nap because the Cowboys and Bengals are at 425, so never mind. I won't be taking a nap then. However, I still might take a nap just because Dak risk is the man. Uh, before we move on to the game of the week real quick, just to piggyback a little bit on what you said, Trev, about Matthew Stafford. This man last season played 18 games. 15 of those 18 games, he threw for over 275 yards. There's a player prop for that. It's only minus 120. I think that's a pretty good lock. For 275 for Stafford? 275. Over 275, minus 120 for passing. I believe that's a lock yes. this week. I, that, is my, that is my lock of the week as far as player props. I want to – everybody, if that doesn't come in, I apologize right now. But 15 out of 18 games, that's only three games. I believe that is a lock. So I'm seeing two seventy. I'm seeing two seventy seven and a half on Fanduel right now. But I mean, I would take that if I think two seventy five. Well, if you go, I think two seventy seven okay, so and go. a half is a lot. So if yeah. you go, if you go to the Matthew Stafford alternate passing yards, if you guys have Fanduel at home and you look it. under there, there's a Matthew Stafford two seventy five yards minus one twenty under the alternate passing yards on Fanduel, fellas at home. Lock it in. I promise you. I see that. I see that. Now you you, you got to watch Matthew Stafford because he will he will fuck around and throw for like 325, 330 yards. However, in order for him to get to that point, he has to throw one to two early picks to get his team down. He used to do it in Detroit all the time. And that's why Detroit is always – even though Detroit is a bad team over like all you know through and through, however, what they would do in Detroit, they would let Matthew Stafford throw two early picks – and then the Detroit Lions would go down. I, Trevor, I don't know if you, I don't know if you subscribe to the conspiracies. And I heard you say mention something about a conspiracy earlier on this podcast. But if you pay attention, Matthew Stafford is known to throw a quick one-two picks, and then forces his team to let him pass through that for the rest of the game. And he's going to go for a good three twenty-five, three fifty. Four touchdowns, but he's going to have those two picks, two eyesores, just just for some knowledge. So we may see an early pick or two from Matthew Stafford, but then, yeah, whatever whatever receiver player props you have for the for the uh, for the Rams, you might want to tap in, especially with Cooper KK Cup. Yeah, I think I think if we like Cooper Cup to get over a hundred yards, I mean that's hundred yards right there. That's a hundred yards right there. You only got one hundred twenty five more to go. I do think they'll spread it out between the. Tight end, the running back, and uh, whoever he decides his wide receiver too will be. Allen Robinson. Robinson. Allen Robinson. It should. It should be. It should be Allen Robinson. It should he be. They paid me a lot of money. Should be. Should, hey. Should be. But it looks like us. So he's not going to get a. Looks like we locked in Rams minus ten. I like it. I like it. I love it. Seattle. Here, uh, first one. I'm not okay. sure. I. I Last night I saw Kittle out for this game. I'm not sure. Do we have an injury report on that? Anybody? Let's see what's injury going reports? on. I got you. Give me a second. 
Pepe, I don't know if you're frozen. Okay, while, while you're looking that up, I... Trev, is, is Hefe frozen on your side? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's, he's still here. Kittle is questionable, which means he's probably going to play. Um, the only thing we're seeing is Daniel Brunskill for the 49ers. He's out. Jamal Adams, injured reserve. Season pretty much over. Seahawks, Justin Coleman is out. Joey Blount is out. Artie Burns questionable so but yeah jamal adams very big blow to that team however i <laughs> geno smith don't don't reply to people that are writing you out or writing you off don't reply they, they, they wrote me off why ain't right back quote of the you never, year you never write back no no reason return quote of the year send that was a bar back. that was a bar send, send that letter back geno we love to see that that was a bar so that's what my grandmother calls my father, Gino. His name is Eugene. It made me feel like I was a part of the Italian mob when I was younger, even though I'm darker than charcoal. Sorry. I'm sorry. You guys get Why is there two Jeffs? Hefe's. What's going on? Hefe, you got a twin? You don't know about <laughs> uh, Yeah, I don't know what's going on. We're, we're getting it. We're getting some new footage. New footage. So uh, for the audience, we just... Yeah, Hefe, who left us, he joined us. Um, but there were two at the same time, so we weren't sure if his twin was coming or not. Um, welcome back, Hefe. Um, yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I, I mean, in all in all honesty, I mean... My evil Hefe. twin was trying to join. San Francisco's favorite, Francisco favorite nine points right now. Um, I think, and this might be a pretty bold pick, but I think the Seahawks... Pulling upset here. I think the Seahawks pulling upset here. I mean, Rashard Penny. You know what I mean? I think I think he gets busy. Geno. So Smith. you believe Geno Smith and and Pete Carroll are serious? I think they're ve- I think they're very serious. Geno Smith. So Kyle Shanahan aren't going to get it together. Geno Smith puts his pen down. He's he's not he's not writing back. I don't think he's writing back. I think he still has. A couple chapters to develop before he does send a letter back. Um, I'm like the Seahawks here, man. They they had something to prove. I don't I don't know how many people I don't know how many listeners or watchers subscribe to NFL conspiracies. You know that that was a very big payoff for those that bet with the Seahawks last week against um, Denver. But I I I don't know. There's something about the Seahawks team. I think that they're like, you know, we're moving on from the Russell Wilson chapter. Not to say that Russell Wilson wasn't everything for the Seahawks because he, I personally, I don't agree with the fans booing him. He did. He gave them, he gave that franchise everything that he had and more. You know what I mean? He, he did what was required. Granted, yes, he threw a pick, but I think that goes to coaching. They should have handed the ball off to Marshawn Lynch, but that's a different conversation for a different day because you know, you can't you can't have guys like Marshawn Lynch talking about we're going to Disney World because he's gonna he's gonna say something else that the NFL doesn't subscribe to. Roger Goodell. Um, <laughs> um but I know I, I think I think the Seahawks I think the Seahawks are a bit active this week. I think they steal a win in San Francisco in the Bay Area. I don't think E forty is gonna be dancing after this game. I think the Seahawks steal a game. 
despite Jamal Adams being out. Geno Smith is ready to play football. I don't think I, Geno, continue not writing back. Um, I love that line. I love that 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 great bar that you dropped uh, on Monday Night Football, but not 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 Sunday. It's not happening. Unfortunately, I'm rooting for the guy. Uh, it's a great. It was a great story. Um, I didn't want to see. I did want to see Russ win, but I'm also happy that Geno was able to do that. I mean, I think that was a great game. I love that they swapped jerseys afterwards. You know, they dapped each other up, hugged it out, all that stuff. That was great. Um, so, I'll, let me let me get into this game. So, the Seahawks won. Uh, that was the Super Bowl. I don't care what anyone says that was the Super Bowl. They had Russell Wilson returning. And and they beat them. They won against them. They had the 12th man there. Uh, the Broncos didn't have that last week. And I do think that they put a lot of energy into this matchup in order to not just compete, but to actually win the football game in a game where a lot of people thought that the Denver Broncos would be able to handily beat them. Um, they were looking at the Seahawks as not having a good quarterback, really. They were looking at um, their defense being decimated. Uh, they're in complete rebuild mode. Um, you look at Russell Wilson, you know, the Pro Bowl player, uh, you know, future Hall of Famer coming in with a much more improved roster um, in the Denver Broncos, uh, better overall pass catchers, uh, just, you know, several pass catchers that are, you know, well above average, uh, great defense, supposedly on paper. Look at all these factors. You thought Denver would handily win that matchup. And so uh, Seattle, uh, it was just too many points to lay. So, they, you know, they came out there and they actually won. They covered. So um, that was the Super Bowl. I think they, you know, uh, just blew their load in, in week one, Ooh. honestly. I do think that uh, Seattle, I think Seattle did. I think that they got up for that game. It was really big. Um, you hear stuff come out the locker room, and it was an emotional win for Pete Carroll. Like, like they are projected to have a losing record on the season, and this week one against this team was an emotional win. Like, you know, stuff like that just kind of goes to show, like, they did everything to try to win. Um Today, but let me get into the actual matchup um, on Sunday. So I like teams, especially at the beginning of the season, coming off zero and one, looking to uh, get their first victory. So I'm talking about San Francisco 49ers. They are zero and one. I'm coming into week two. Uh, a lot of people talked about this team being great this season. You got Trey Lance at quarterback. Jimmy G is still there, but you know he's not the starter. And people just thought, you know, you're looking at the second coming of Patrick Mahomes, you know, two light-skinned brothers that, you know, just can probably throw the football, rush, and all that stuff. And that didn't happen in week one. Um, I don't know if it'll happen in week two either. But um, they lost to the Bears, Chicago Bears, in a game that they were up in, that they were expected to win that matchup. So uh, Kyle Shanahan, uh, I don't think he's on the hot seat, but I do think there's definitely talk like, what are you doing? You know, what's, what's going on? So Seattle played at home. That was a key indicator in last week's matchup. I do think that when they're playing away, uh, you don't necessarily want to lay the points with them, especially um, with a team like the 49ers. I do think they will get their act together. Like I said, I like a team coming off in 0-1, uh, going up against a team that just won recently, and especially um, such a big emotional win. I, I do think that this is a letdown spot for Seattle. I think 49ers will definitely win the matchup, um, if not handily. So I'm definitely riding with them on the points uh, for this week. A lot of folks are looking at what just happened last week and say, oh, wow, they're giving the Seahawks plus eight, plus nine. It's not the same type of game. They're not playing at home. I don't think if the Seattle Seahawks played last week's game at home, the result would have been the same. I, I just really don't think so. Um, I definitely think the 49ers come in here uh, and they just handle business. And, you know, people are like, why did we trust? Why did we trust them? Why do, why do we think, you know, I hope Geno has a decent game, you know, at least like on numbers wise. But I don't think they have the personnel to win. They just lost uh, Jamal Adams for the season. 
Um, you know, their their running back room is, you know, not not the greatest. I know they've been having some issues with that. Um, I think Kenneth Walker, a rookie running back, sorry if I got his name incorrect, is uh coming back this matchup. But yeah, you really just have some 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 factors that um that lead towards the 49ers winning this matchup. It's it's, it's too many things for me. So I, I gotta side with them. There's just way too many things. Uh so I I'll take them at plus eight, plus nine. One thing I don't like though, um, there's been some reverse line movement. This line started at I think nine or ten or something like that. It's now at eight and a half. So um, it looks like more money has been coming in, probably on that Seahawks side. Um, I still think they cover this, but whenever I see reverse line movement when it when it drops, essentially, uh, it makes me nervous a little bit from a betting perspective. But uh, I still think that people are just kind of caught up on last week's results, and the Forty Nineers will be probably be successful this week. But the Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, you did get his name right, Kenneth Walker. I mean, he might like the third on the end, so I don't know. But personally, I think you got it right, so you're good. I don't know. I thought DK and Tyler Lockett lined up. I, I, I think Geno's got some targets. Noah Fant as well, former Denver Bronco. I mean, I I just think Geno can expand on his opportunity here. You know what I mean? I, Think Geno's he's like, I'm not done. This isn't just this isn't just some whimsical one win season and they were just gonna write me off. I, I mean not not trying to be funny, like no pun intended. I think I think Gino gets into it. I think San Francisco might have some issues that need to be discussed. You know what I mean? But we're we may not talk about it, but I think I think if they lose week two, we're gonna have we have we're gonna have no choice but to discuss week three. I don't know, I don't know how they're gonna utilize Debo Debo Samuel. Um but again, the weather the weather might be a little bit nicer. Trey Lance might really be able to throw the football this week. Um, he might get in his bag. So I mean, we don't know. Personally, I'm picking the Seahawks. I like Geno Smith. I like this offense, even though it's not like fully high powered. I think they have enough to upset San Francisco here. You know, TP, I, I kind of back you here. Not fully, but I definitely think. The Seahawks will cover in this game. I'm not sure if they're going to win this game. Personally, as far as fantasy, I wouldn't start anybody from either team. I don't like any any fantasy options here. I don't. Like, I didn't like any player props, but I did like the Seahawks to cover in this game. I'm. I'm not. I'm not sure if the 49ers can win by more than seven. We'll, we'll see what happens here, though. The game, this is the game of the week for you guys, though. This is the game of the week. Geno Smith. So, like, let's, let's 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 be honest. What what is what is what is Trey Lance excelling? His legs. Uh, people talk about Lamar is is a runner and all this stuff, but Trey Lance, it, 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 he excels in his legs, and he has a huge arm, and he's he's a physically like like huge person like yeah, I think he's like 6364 or something like that he's a big man yeah, like right. yeah he's he is imposing physically but like I mean you you we have to ask more of our quarterbacks and I I don't want to be the guy to be like up oh, Hefe is gone however it's right, fine we can have an intimate one-on-one right now um I mean like what what we we have to ask more you know Debo Debo Samuel can't do it all and I mean I know I know I mean, because quite honestly, I think that the Cowboys should use CeeDee Lamb like Debo Samuel, honestly. But it, it, it that's also up to CeeDee Lamb and whether he's willing 
to step into that space. But we'll get to that later on. Um, you know, Debo Samuels basically is is the 49ers offense. So, I mean, we, we need to see more from Trey Lance. We may see more. I mean, hopefully we will. I would never want to speak down on another brother, especially in a, in a quarterback position. You know what I mean? I don't want to sound like I'm hating on a black quarterback. That sounds crazy coming from us. But <laughs> we, I mean, we have, we have to really look at what what is what is Trey Lance bringing to the table right now. Geno Smith, for what it's worth, has played behind Hall of Fame quarterbacks. He's learned from some of the best. So I don't I don't see why we don't support not not necessarily support, but I don't see why we don't see the Seahawks winning this game against an inexperienced quarterback. Um, you know, the, the 49ers defense is solid, but I think Geno Smith knows enough to get the job done. Even in a maybe hostile environment, it may not be that hostile, but I mean, he, he's played with the 12th man. You know what I mean? There's a lot of energy in the Seahawks stadiums. Like we, we, we can move past it. We can go to any stadium and play against anybody. Geno Smith. So let's go. I'm not picking him for playmaker of the week, though. I, I've, I've already set that aside for somebody else. But I think we have to give Geno Smith more credit than what we're giving him. Fair he, point. He, fair he, point. He has, he has decent, decent targets. Noah Fant, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Rashad Penny. Um, what, what was the running back that was doing uh, chin-ups with, with chains on his neck? What was the name? He's retired now. What's that guy's name? I forgot his name. I'm not sure. I would. I would. I, I picked him up in fantasy a couple of years, and then he would get injured midway through the season. That, that's unfortunate. And that's why he's. That's why he's forgettable because he got hurt. I mean, Rashard Rashard Penny should be the guy. I think you know. I, I think the Seahawks have a really good chance at upsetting the San Francisco 49ers this week. That's all I'm saying. Hey, I have a chance. Do you have anything you want to add before we get into Sunday night football, Trev? Nothing for that matchup. Um, from the from really from the betting standpoint, other than I like the 49ers. But uh, I mean, in terms of fantasy football, of course, I would probably look to start Trey Lance here. I know he had a kind of had a dud um in week one, but I would look for him, his resurgence definitely in week two. Um, Soldier Field, they were playing away. Uh, it had a lot of rain, different elements that definitely affected play in that game. So I definitely would like um, Trey Lance to do a lot better, especially at home. Um, so I start him for fantasy. He just has the rushing upside. Uh, Debo Samuel, of course, from the wide receiver um, side Ooh. of things, I think he'll do well. Um, look for him to get a few rush attempts. Uh, look for him to maybe score a rushing touchdown. Just score a touchdown, period. doesn't matter how he catches the ball or rushes the ball. Look for him to score a touchdown. Um, touchdown. I don't know the status of George Kittle uh, at this moment, just because I think he has that questionable tag. So he could be ruled in or out by the time this podcast is uh is over. But uh for the tight end position, I wouldn't be really looking to start uh anyone from either side. I know they have Noah Fan on the Seattle side, but I wouldn't really be looking to start him this week. Um in terms of Seattle, I mean the quarterback, I wouldn't start Geno Smith here. I wouldn't have started him week one either. Uh, you look at the running backs, uh, you've got Kenneth Walker, you've got Rashad Penny. I'd probably look to start one of those in either my running back two or flex position depending on who is going to get the start or projected to get the most amount of touches and that's it I mean I like DK as a player I like Tyler Lockett as a player but uh if I had to choose between the two for this matchup I'd probably go DK 
I think they'll just find creative ways to kind of get the ball in his hands. Maybe he'll get five or six receptions and, and see what he can do with that. Uh, but that's it, really. Um, I, I do think it'll probably be a low-scoring game, kind of like how the Broncos, uh, you know, game went. Uh, people thought the Broncos would score a lot of points and Seattle would struggle to keep up, still keeping that score under. I do think it'll be kind of the same here where Seattle struggles to actually score uh, points and then San Francisco uh, just outscores them, and uh, but they don't score so much where it, you know, just overinflating. Like they don't, they're not going to score forty while Seattle score like twelve. I, I don't think that will happen. But uh, yeah, relatively low scoring game. I think total set at forty. Um, I probably look to the under, but uh, yeah, it just depends on how the game flow really starts to go. But yeah, that's what I've got for uh, for that one. <clears throat> okay, moving on. Sunday night football. Uh, we got the Bears at the Packers. We got Aaron Rodgers. He is nine and one after a loss since 2019. Rodgers is 19 and 11 on Sunday night football. While playing the Chicago Bears on Sunday night, he is eight and one. Bounce back week, baby. Bounce, 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 bounce. Last year. Bow Bow Wow would love that. (laughs) Yes, sir. Shout out Bow Wow. Last year, Fields lost to Aaron Rodgers twice. In depressing fashion, 24 to 14 at home and 45 to 30 in Green Bay. This year is no different. Bounce, 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 bounce. Yeah, I, I got I got a ride with head favor right here, man. Get to the bounce and get to the I'm not yeah, get the shoulder bounce. Yeah, we we bounce bounce back. We got and we got a couple teams bounce. We yeah, we bouncing, we bouncing, we bouncing. So yes, yeah, sir. I think look, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is a lot of things. He is a uh, he's a great quarterback. He is an anti vaxxer Um I might have to bleep that out. Uh, he is um a Apparently, according to him, uh, he he's a taker of the shrooms. Uh, he's a taker of uh, he's a, he's a spiteful human being. From from everything that you kind of hear, he's he's a very spiteful man. Um, he, he hates his family. He doesn't talk to them. He, so I've heard. Uh, but when it. it comes, but it. when it comes, but when it comes to the Chicago Bears, this man apparently owns them. He owns he owns a large percentage stake in them. Uh, he he pretty much predicts and and controls how um how how that team plays how how that how it goes. I think he's looking to um embarrass um the Chicago Bears on national television. Uh, if you look back to Week One last year, he had a pretty disappointing Week One against uh, New Orleans, something like thirty eight to three, um, a matchup that everyone thought that the Packers would handily win. Uh, then Jameis and and, and that team just came in and spanked them, but. Uh, week two, he followed up. Um, uh, they went on. They went um, from there on. I mean, he went on to win MVP, had a league best uh, thirteen uh, and three record, I believe. So, uh, week one for Aaron Rodgers is, is really just the preseason. He doesn't play the preseason. He he never plays in the preseason. So, um, he's just working out the kinks. And if you look at um, that game against Minnesota in week one, it should have been a lot closer than what that final box score actually said. Um, Aaron Rodgers had receivers open for what were essentially touchdowns, walk-in touchdowns, and guys just couldn't catch the ball. I'm sure that they've worked on some of those things, um, you know, in, in team meetings internally just to kind of get on the same page with Aaron. I do expect a way, way better performance. Chicago is just not a team that – I mean, yes, they beat the 49ers. Outstanding. Good for them. Um, 
you know, last week in, in a messy rain game. And, and they were down at a point. The Bears were, and they managed to come back in it. I think maybe they just took their foot off the gas, uh, the 49ers. I didn't see everything. But this is Aaron's team, the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears. Both of them are his teams. I look for him um, to, 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 to win. I look for him to kind of come back and kind of prove the – the, the haters, um, I'm sure he likes having haters, uh, prove, prove the haters wrong. So, uh, yeah, I, I love Aaron Rodgers. We got fantasy football stuff. Uh, start Aaron Rodgers. I don't, I wouldn't start Justin Fields. I don't, it's not that I think he'll play, he'll play bad, but just in this particular matchup, um, I, I, maybe, maybe in a spot flex, you play a super flex league, uh, you know, maybe Justin Fields can be your quarterback too. But, yeah, I look to start him. Both of the running backs here, I really like A.J. Dillon. Uh, they really utilized him in the passing game a lot in week one. Um, also, uh, you got to look at your wide receivers. Um, I, I don't. There's no one in particular I don't want to start from Green Bay. No one in particular. Um, Chicago, I look to start Daryl Mooney. Um, he did not have a good stat line last game, but uh, he is their wide receiver one. Um, it was just um, some, I guess, miscommunication, just some first-game jitters. It was rainy. I still look to start him. I think Justin Fields will definitely be looking his way. Uh, from the tight end standpoint, I'd, I'd look to uh, Bob Tanyan and I look to Cole Komet. Cole Komet had a terrible game um, in week one, but I, I do think that he'll probably catch some passes. Um, I wouldn't be eager to start him, but if he had to, just no better options, I'd look for him. In terms of the kickers, um, probably Crosby. I mean, he just has such a great history playing against the Bears. Um, probably get you a few points. I expect the Packers to score, so uh, probably, probably a really good chance to get some points from that kicker. Uh, I wouldn't be looking to start anyone from the kicker standpoint uh, from the bear side, but for the running back for the bears, I uh, didn't cover that. It's tough because uh, David Montgomery, I don't think he did too good last week. And then you've got uh, their second string back. Yeah. Their second string back. Uh, someone give me his name. I think it's, uh, I can't think of his name at the moment. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. I'll find I think he, yeah, I think he had a little bit uh, better game in terms of touches. But either way, both of these running backs uh, underperformed quite a bit. So it's something where I wouldn't be looking to really start either one of them. Just start the two Green Bay backs. If you have both the Green Bay backs, it might be beneficial to start both of them. They could both. Aaron Jones. Ball. Yeah, Aaron Jones. And uh, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the, uh, the Bears. The Bears that's who you back. need to start, though. Yeah, I would I would start both of them, AJ Dillon or Aaron Jones. It doesn't matter which one you have. If you got both of them, okay, I and mean, start them. So yeah, that's 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 where I'm at with that one. Uh, Wait, you should yeah, go for the, the Bears backup running back. Their second string back, yeah. Well, you're looking that up. I like the player prop for Aaron Jones this week because rushing, Khalil, I believe it's set at fifty five and a half. Khalil Herbert for the Bears. Herbert, Khalil Herbert, yeah, Khalil Herbert. He was a <laughs> A fantasy darling at points in time last season, uh, when David Montgomery was injured or just not performing as well. Uh, just a player to to kind of keep your eye on for sure. This is my thing with David Montgomery because I always end up with him in fantasy, and don't he like him. Never performs ever. Whenever I pick him up, he's always like you know he's he's had he's had great games. He's a fantasy and, dud, and then all of a sudden. He just stopped showing up. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I need you. Help yeah. me. Yeah. And then he just he just doesn't. He just he just never performs. Um, I mean, let's look at the tail of the tape. Offensively, the Bears put up what? 220 yards last week, whereas the Packers put up around 350 to 370. Um, granted, 
the Bears only gave up 10 points versus the Packers 20 was it 23 I mean they're, they're playing against a, a high charge offense the Minnesota Vikings and quite frankly I need to apologize to the Minnesota Vikings for last week's segment because I said I said that the Vikings were not going to do anything and I for whatever reason in my brain I forgot about the guy himself Justin I tried to so tell me, you let me so let me, yep, you did. Effie, you were correct. I completely apologize. I forgot. I forgot about the guys out there. Adam okay, TP. <laughs> I made my own mistakes last week. We all. I, look, Effie, Effie, I apologize. That's my bad. That is my bad wholeheartedly. So I do apologize, Minnesota Vikings. You must have heard the podcast, especially you, Justin Jefferson. If you're out there, my boy. Do your thing. He definitely heard. He definitely. He definitely heard the podcast. Definitely, I mean, definitely. the Minnesota, the Minnesota Vikings, and we'll get into this later. Are a team that will will do really well to, uh, this season. I think we're better than last season. I think they'll be really high scoring games uh, from that team in terms of just like fantasy, your skill position players. Kirk Cousins will probably look really really good. Uh, Dalvin Cook as well. Adam Thielen, you know, he'll probably you know get some stuff sprinkled in there too, but. I mean, the way they're running this offense, I think they've got a guy – well, they got a new coach that came in, and uh, I think he came from Buffalo, if I'm not incorrect. But he is, you know, just running a different offense. I think one that Kirk is responding to pretty well. So yeah. I think they'll I think they'll do well. I'll give my analysis of that game uh, for Monday night soon, of, of what I think about the Vikings and the Eagles. But, yeah, I do think that uh, the, the Vikings will probably do well this season overall. Okay. So it looks like we all okay. – no, I'm, sorry. I just, not, no, I was, I'm just saying, like, when we, look at the, when we look at the tape, you know, the Bears gave up 340 West, the Packers gave up 4-3, but again, you're dealing with a high-charge offense, a highly-charged offense last week. They're playing against Justin Fields. Again, I don't want to be rude or, you know, um, discredit, you know, Justin Fields or anything of the sort. But again, the, the Bears' offense is not the Vikings' offense. I think, I think the Packers are going to come in here and just destroy the Bears. Um, Alan Lazard is questionable, but I think Aaron Rodgers is going to figure out, you know, just find any any and everybody. So Aaron Jones, is he, is he? he's playing, correct? You know, I don't see him on injury report. So Yeah, he's playing. Yeah, I think, I think the Packers come in, blow out the Bears. I do think, what, they're giving him 10 points? That That, yes. is, that is fair. That is fair. Look for a two TD win, at the very least, minimum. Um, Bears don't have enough offense. All right, so it looks like we all got the Packers coming out of this one. Lock that in right, right quick. Up next, we got two Monday Night Football games coming up. First up, we're going to talk about the Titans at the Bills. Titans are coming off a disappointing week one uh, loss to the New York Giants. Bills are coming off a dominating week one win against the Los Angeles Rams. Shout out Von Miller. Uh, Jerry Jones, you're an idiot. I just want to put that out there real quick. I mean, Jesus Christ, what was he thinking? Uh, these are now now here's some stats real quick before we get into this that are that are just a little bit uh Ryan Tannehill is three and three on Monday night football. Josh Allen is two and three. I mean, th- those are some pretty bad stats. Uh, how do you guys feel about this? Well, those are some those are some interesting uh, stats. Uh, Josh Allen really just 
hasn't been in the league a lot. And uh, until recently, his team wasn't really winning. Uh, if you look at last year, his team performed extremely well. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what that record was on Monday Night Football last year for Josh Allen. But, you know, going into this year, he already looks, his team as a whole looks, you know, primed to definitely make the playoffs, definitely go deep into the playoffs, probably the favorite in the AFC, uh, one of the favorites in the AFC. So I think that him losing on Monday Night Football, he's been in the league for, what, three, four years at this point. I mean, when he first joined the Bills, I mean, the Bills weren't necessarily a, a world beater at that point in time. The Patriots still run ran that division. And then even in year two, he still wasn't that guy. So, I mean, for, for that record, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, people hear Josh Allen, like, what, he, he didn't win or, you know, something like that. But you have to remember he hasn't been in the league for that long. Whereas Ryan Tannehill, he's been in the league for um, for a few years now, a lot longer than Josh Allen. But, you know, for a while he's, he suffered various injuries where he was – um. You know, he just wasn't playing. So for him to only be three and three, you know, like that's six games. And Josh Allen is, I think, two and three, that's five games. Whereas Tannehill's been in the league a lot longer. Um, that that definitely is interesting. But I think it has a lot to do with Tannehill's injury when he was in uh, Miami. Now, going into this matchup, I definitely like the Bills. Uh, the Titans just don't seem to have the pieces of a winning team this season, unfortunately. Uh, Ten points is a lot. Uh, for a game that is not projected to be high scoring. Yes, they handled the Rams uh, pretty easily um, in prime time. So I would definitely lean towards the Bills, but uh, that's that's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. Uh, Hefe, were you able to see what that uh, what Josh Allen did on Monday Night Football last season? I'm not sure, but what I can tell you is the last time these two quarterbacks faced each other was the 2020 season of Week 5 where Josh Allen got dominated. They came into this game a three-and-a-half-point favorite, and they got their asses kicked 42-16 to 16 okay. by Ryan Tannehill and the Titans. Okay, That is what I can tell you. Well, Ryan Tannehill and the Titans uh, two, three years ago were a formidable team. They beat uh, Brady. I don't, I don't know what, what season this was, but they beat Brady in the playoffs uh, his last year in New England. They had made the playoffs, I think, two years in a row. Um, so they were a good football team. It doesn't surprise me. And the Bills weren't the Bills right now. So, that you know, but that it, it is interesting. You know, I'd like to probably focus more on – I mean, I like the Bills to win that game just because if you look at the state of Tennessee right now, I mean, they're, they've got Derrick Henry. They've got Tannehill kind of on the decline. They, I won't even say decline. He just doesn't have the same uh, weapons that he's had in the past. It, it looks like an uphill battle for them. And I'd have to go with the, the Bills. I'm going to go and say this is going to be a 30 to zero blowout. Hmm. Yeah. You learned quite easily. I'm not sure if Titans will score. I'm, I just don't see it happening. I say start Josh Allen, start, start Diggs. I'm not sure if, if the Titans can keep up. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think they can either. Uh, not with this offense. Um, They've got Derrick Henry, but at some point you got to pass the ball. It's all about points, and sometimes you got to pass that football. And I just don't think that they'll be able to really handle the the Bills' defenses. Um, just too tough, too tough. You know the Bills, Bills, the Bills look really good. Um, I don't know if Josh Allen's trying to channel his Jim Kelly. Um, where's Andre Rising? Where's Andre Rising at? Um, they have a really the Bills have a really good football team. I don't really have much to say about this game. The Titans, you know, I, I like Derrick Henry. I like running backs. I'm worried to my cousin, big running back guy. 
used to be running backs. But you know, the the, the, the Titans just don't have enough. They let go of AJ Brown. <laughs> um I'm trying not to let go, but you know, he's in he's in Philadelphia now. Um no Julio Jones. <clears throat> Who's Tannehill gonna throw the ball to? Buffalo Bills offense is really exciting, really electric. Stefan Diggs, I'm looking to see him talk shit to another cornerback. Talk shit, my guy. Get get it off. Get it off. You look you look Jalen Ramsey in the face and told him, You're not zesty enough to cover me. You're not zesty enough. He, he let him know he wasn't serious. There's not enough lemon pepper in your step to cover me, bro. So I, I don't I don't think there's a lot of guys that can cover Stefan Diggs, to be quite honest. Um I think the Bills I, I I'm not gonna say 30-0, but I think the Bills do cover that um what is it, ten points? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, ten points. Yeah, it, it's it's gonna be a yeah, um, I think. I think it's going to be very boring. I'll probably be in the gym. I'll probably get in the gym for that 7-15 matchup. I want to make it home for the 8-30 matchup, which is going to be very, very exciting. Yes, now, yes, that is. Now, before we get into that, uh, Trev, do you have any player props or any fantasy talk for us before we move on to the second Monday night game? Yeah, I just want to reiterate what you said. Josh Allen, if you got him, start him. Stephon Diggs, no one from the wide receiver side on Tennessee. Uh, running back, of course, you got to go with King Henry. Uh, in terms of the running back for the Buffalo Bills, it, it's the quarterback as well. Um, so, <laughs> oh, um, man, but, that that step on was crazy last week. Yeah, I was, that was nuts, bro. That's embarrassing. But for MVP, yeah, embarrassing. Yeah, that'll be on the MVP uh, submission tape for sure. Um, in terms of the tight end, I would look to start Dawson Knox. I think Gabe Davis, the wide receiver too for Buffalo, <laughs> um, he's questionable. If not all the way ruled out, I do think it's questionable at this moment. If someone wants to. Confirm that while I finish the rest. Um, and looking at the tight end for Tennessee, no, just don't even worry about that. Uh, going towards the kicker, I would look to start uh, Tyler Bass, of course. I wouldn't be looking in terms of the kicker for Tennessee. And then the defensive side, uh, definitely sit Tennessee's defense and, and start um, and start Buffalo's defense. Uh, Buffalo, they look like world beaters. I think uh, in fantasy, they had about 17 points or so. Um last week. So I think they just continue that trend in terms of the sports betting, uh, just to kind of go to Buffalo skill players again, I, you know, go with Josh Allen, uh, whatever his rushing numbers are, whatever his, uh, you know, passing numbers are, I'd look to kind of take them um, depending on, depending on what they are. I don't, I don't have them in front of me, but uh, that's a matchup I'd look to take uh, Stephon Diggs. I'd look for his uh, total receptions, see what that's set at. I always think it's always kind of set sort of low. You've got Gabe Davis. Uh, it's going to miss time. I think that they're going to definitely focus on Stephon Diggs, and I don't think Tennessee has anyone that could cover him. I think he kind of just leads to Josh Allen's MVP campaign. If you know Stephon Diggs goes like 15 for like 194 or something like that, so something like that wouldn't surprise me. I, I think they're just going to tear this team apart and, and and get out of there. So I would I would look I would look for those uh, Dawson Knox too, especially if their wide receiver too uh, does not make this uh, this matchup. I will look. I will look towards his player pass. I look for some sort of some sort of over. Nothing on the Tennessee side. I do love Derrick Henry as a player. I do think they'll probably rush him at least twenty times. But what does that turn into? Does that turn into one hundred and twenty yards? And does that turn into like eighty yards? I really couldn't say. That defense on Buffalo is so stout. You know, it could go either way. He's just a strong man, so I think he could break through anything. But you know, at some point, you have to pass the football. So, Gabe is questionable. Okay, so 
So moving on to uh, our second Monday night football game, we got uh, what I like to say is is definitely the better Monday night football game, the Vikings at the Eagles. We got Kirk Cousins, who's terrible on Monday night football, as we know. He started off the, the, his career 0-9 on Monday nights. 0-9. Thank, thank, thank the Redskins slash Commanders for that. That's not necessarily his fault. But, but since then, he's a strong 2-0. He's a strong 2-0. Now, this guy, Jalen Hurts, on the other hand, he's only played one Monday night football game in his career. Shout out to Dallas. Beat the shit out of him. 41-21 to last season. Yes, I'm sir. Say, I'm about to say, that was last year. I was on the, air, yes, I was on the, sir. On the airplane. Trayvon Diggs, pick six. Let's take it to the head. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And to be honest with you guys, I'm going to say this year's no different for Jalen Hurts and Monday Night Football. I'm going to back the Vikings. Justin Jefferson here. I'm going to say this early. I like a player prop. Seven and a half catches plus 120. Lock that in. That's another money coming in. I'm going to have to disagree. I think Philly sneaks this one out. Justin! Justin's on the phone. I want you to know. He, I'm tapped in with him right now. Hey, shout he out hears to, you. Shout out to the Philly fan. You know who you are. Um, yeah, I think I think that the Eagles steal this one. AJ you hear Brown. that, Justin? I mean, honestly, do I want the Eagles to win? No. Am I going to talk bad about Justin Jefferson to maybe motivate him again this week? Yes. Um, but I do think Philly steals this one. I think that just oh, I'm sorry, not Justin Jalen Hurts. He's becoming an actual quarterback in the NFL. He's learning how to manage games and his decision making. I think Philly finds a way to win this game. I think they're going to milk the clock. They're going to keep Kirk Cousins in that high-powered offense off the field. I think we're, we might get a low score, like low-scoring affair, maybe like a twenty-three-seventeen game. Do I want to see excitement? Absolutely. But I think we should – I'm personally ballparking it 23-17. Eagles. All right. Hefe, Hefe has gave his, uh, his analysis. Uh, the playmaker has given his analysis as well. Who am I siding with? I'm going to go with playmaker. I'm going I'm to ride with him on this one. So there were – there were there were several key things. Uh, you know, I I love your analysis as well, Hefe, especially Justin Jefferson. I still think he's going to be a baller this game, but I don't think it'll be enough. Not not for this matchup. So go back to Kirk Cousins' history on Monday Night Football in primetime games. He has always always underperformed. If there's anyone you should bet against, it is Kirk Cousins, especially in primetime games. Now, um, I just want to give you my analysis on this particular one. Um, Man, uh, I think you're getting the value with Philly here. I think people are really too keyed in. I kind of mentioned this earlier about the Packers. People were too keyed in on the fact that Minnesota beat a Packers team that just was not ready to play. Um, Aaron Rodgers' lack of work with his receivers in the preseason was real, and it definitely showed um, during that last week matchup. So I think folks are just looking at, you know, um, how Minnesota handled them, and they think Minnesota's about to be world beaters. How could they not be favored in this matchup? Uh, one thing, Minnesota's on the road versus being at home. Uh, Philly, they last week they played a formidable Detroit team 
that uh, is, is pretty good. I think most people would think that the Minnesota Vikings are probably better than the Detroit Lions, uh, especially this season. So I think that's why this uh, there's a lot of money, uh, particularly going to the Minnesota side. But if you have to look at it, I mean, this this team is primed to uh, definitely definitely uh, get the upset. So honestly, it should be set at minus three or higher. But I think folks are just looking at the Detroit game. They're looking at the Green Bay game. and They're just like, well, you know, we saw how those teams performed and they're not really assessing the skill. So Philly is a much better team uh, than Minnesota on the trenches on both sides of the football. So um it's, it's really easy. I'm just not sold on Minnesota's defense dominating uh, the elite offense of the Eagles. I'm just not. The same way they dominated the Packers in weeks one. So other than Justin Jefferson, the Vikings offense isn't scary at all. Like, no one all that offense caught more than, like, four or five passes outside of Justin Jefferson. Um, they're not loaded in the trenches. They're really, really not. I think that'll be the difference maker. Kirk Cousins is a nervous Nancy, um, especially on primetime games. And I think they just shake him up too much. I don't think that he'll be able to 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 keep up. I think people are just looking at week one too much. And and I think this game will will be one handily by the Eagles, to be honest with you. I, I don't think people think it's wrong in setting this line. I do think it's too low, but that's just based off of uh recent history. That's that's really where I'm at with this. So um this is a good Eagles team, man. This is a really good Eagles team, so that's 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 what I'm at with it. He tapped into the cubes. What does he do? He, is, hey. uh, is that what the cubes do? Uh, please yeah, don't that's me. A, that's, that's, I'm not making fun of you. For I know fraternities get busy. Look, I'm, hey, <laughs> leave me alone. Uh, leave me alone. Hey, hey, yeah, don't worry. Think- Justin, Ju- Justin Jefferson heard everything y'all said about him. He's, he's tapped in. I said I right said now. nothing negative about that man, Justin Jefferson. Go off. I will nah, probably but take you the talk, player props. You talked about his Vikings. You talked about his Vikings. Hey, look, that. I'm talking shit. Do, he's hey. tapped in. He's hey, tapped in. Do, you, do your thing, man. Do, do your thing. <laughs> he's yeah. tapped in. All right. So so uh, up next, we got our game picks, and then we're going to do around the NFL, and then uh, Playmaker's going to take the stage real quick and give us his Playmaker of the Week. First, we'll get into uh, game picks. Game, uh, first game up, Panthers at Giants. Uh, for me personally, I'm taking the Giants again this week. How do you guys feel? Giants. 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 Okay. Got Giants across the board. Up next, I got Patriots at Steelers. I'm taking the Steelers. Um, I like the Patriots. I like the Steelers. I like the Patriots. Okay. Up next, we got... Bucks at Saints. I got the Saints. Bucks. Also like the Saints. Um, the Bucks just ruled out. Um, not the Bucks. The Saints just ruled out running back Alvin Kamara. But I don't think that makes too much of a difference. Uh, Tampa Bay has struggled with the Saints uh, in the most recent seasons, so I, I still like them. Uh, I think they could cover. Uh, I don't. Maybe they. Maybe they lose a close one, but I definitely think that they could. They could cover. Tom Brady seems to be dealing with a whole lot of issues uh, off the field, and you know, it's just a lot of reports, distractions at the very least, yeah. are are just coming out. I think that weighs a factor. And they're playing in New Orleans. And, they're not playing. And, are they playing at home? Or are they playing in New Orleans? In New Orleans. Okay. Yeah. I'm. I'm gonna go with New Orleans at least to cover the spread. Maybe not win, All but right. just cover. All right. Up next, we got Jets at Browns. I got the Browns coming out of this one. Browns. I like the I like the Browns winning. Yeah, just winning. Up next, we got Dolphins at Ravens. I got the Ravens. Good old Ravens. Lamar. Let's get it done. L Jacks. Black Jesus. 
All right. Up next, we got the Colts Michael and Jordan Jags. I got this. Wait, 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 wait. Michael Jordan is still here. He's not dead. <laughs> Don't ever. Don't ever. Don't ever refer to anybody other than Michael Jordan as Black Jesus. Yeah, baby Black Jesus that uh, plays quarterback. Oh, for the no, no. There's only one Black Jesus. Dude. You walk into a Baptist church and say that Lamar Jackson is Black Jesus, you're going to get a bunch of weird stares. Michael He's Jordan. Baby, baby Black Jesus. Baby Michael, Black Jesus. Michael Jordan is still alive. We got Colts at Jags. I got the I got the Colts. Um, I like the Jags to probably cover. Big Colts, big Colts guy. Jonathan Taylor, let's go. Who who, who do you have to win? Colts. Yeah, Not you. I'll, I'll say I'll say Colts. I'll just say Colts. Let's say Colts. They're looking for revenge. They're looking. The Colts are looking for revenge from last season. They're looking for revenge. So I'll go with Colts. Uh, up next, we got Texans at Broncos. If you're looking for spread purposes, I got Texans, but Broncos should win this game. Broncos. Yeah, Broncos. Yeah. All right. Up, uh, last but not least, we got cards at the Raiders. I'm going to take the Cardinals' money line. I'm going to go with Raiders. I'm going I, like out. The, I like Raiders. Yeah, Trey, let's get in. Let's get out. Let's get, let's get, let's get together. I like the Raiders here. Yeah, I think I – think, um, that defense is trash, man. For uh, what's it called? The uh, Cardinals are trash, bro. Monte Adams. Let me, let me, let's 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 pause for a moment. I I really want to examine uh, Devonte Adams player props today. I want to see his uh receptions and I want to see his um his yardage total. Let me see. Has Kyler Murray done his homework this week? Let's let's find out. Has Kyler Murray? So done? I read this. I read this interesting stat that I would love to share with you all. Every time Call of Duty hosts a double XP weekend, yes, the Cardinals, are, the Cardinals yes, are like they're like zero and five or something like that. Since Kyra Murray's been the starting quarterback, I didn't look to see if it was a double XP weekend, but one of those is coming up soon with the launch of Modern Warfare Two. So that that might be a really easy. Uh, I can tell you, it was open beta week. It was open beta week for the new game. Oh, Cardinals! Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They about to get. They about to get yeah, smacked. Yeah, uh, Devontae so. Adams, uh, his. Uh, total is set at 93 and a half. Dude, Devontae Adams had a 40% target share in week one in a losing effort against the Chargers. Dude, they spent I'll, – I'll say one thing about the Raiders and how they run their organization. Wherever they spend money is where they throw the football. It's where they it's where they attempt to utilize um that. So you had a bunch of Devontae Adams and then a little bit of Darren Waller. You know, they just paid that man before the season started, and that's pretty much how their game went. Yes, they lost, but – that that's how it went. So I like Devontae Adams over 93 and a half. I really, really do. Um, mm. I'm looking at his uh let me see his receptions, player total receptions. Devontae Adams has set at seven and a half. Man. That is very um enticing. It's very, very enticing because you have a 40% target shit. Now I don't expect it to be 40% every week, obviously, but the Cardinals defense is ass. It is Ass, ass, man! Like that shit is terrible. <laughs> Devontae Adams gonna go for, uh, for a buck twenty in this matchup, man, or more. That is, is what I think. So, we'll we'll, we'll be talking about that um, amongst ourselves. Uh, Devontae Adams, his totals. I'm very interested because I I just know. Look, man, Kyler been on the game all weekend. I'm sure of it. That beta drop, man. So I think he's isn't he on Phase Clan or some shit with LeBron's son. 
Yeah, this 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 dude ain't do no homework this week. But he might do a little homework, but it, it not a, not enough to that. Yeah, that's that's just where I'm at with that. But um, yeah, definitely the Raiders. Um, for that pick, Pepe. Okay, we got some news around the NFL. We got multiple teams eyeing Cole Beasley. We got Michael Pittman out for the Colts this week against the Jags. Herbert looked to a fracture his ribs. He's now day to day. Something interesting came out today. Looks like Brady will now have Wednesdays off. No, no longer have to practice for the rest you of the NFL season. Marriage. Yeah, maybe maybe Wednesdays are like marriage counseling days for. for yeah, it looks. It, is that is that the underlying report here? Marriage hey, counseling. Look, hey, look, I'm not gonna lie. If I'm Brady, I understand. <laughs> What are, what are we doing, Giselle? What are we doing? I'm here to play football. What do you want from me? I am winning. Yeah. Black Black Jesus exists, and I have to do any and everything in my power to get to be better than him. There's nobody better than Black Jesus. I want everybody to understand. Well, Black Jesus respects Brady. Uh, he gave his kind of like the opening monologue for that game. I think Black Jesus, aka Michael Jordan, is the he looked at Tom Brady as a player. Uh, comp comp you know like he's like you know we play different sports we do different things but i look at you as comparable for the success the long-term success that you've had um and everywhere you go you seem to seem to bring success so if you remember in week one he did that opening uh kind of like the monologue or whatever for for the bucks and he doesn't jordan don't do shit for nobody so no unless 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 you're a winner jordan don't, is like Nah, oh, yeah, he oh, don't, he oh, don't, oh, he oh. don't, he don't, he don't do shit for nobody unless your name's Tom Brady, uh, as a recent or Kobe Bryant. So, yeah, that's that, that's it. And and Kobe, uh, you know, unfortunately, was Lamar. after after he had passed. So, you tried to call him Lamar Jackson, baby, playing Jesus. Uh, He's one in three. In <laughs> now, <laughs> wow. Okay, let's let we'll get into that another day. There's a <laughs> that's that's crazy. You can see you're gonna, you're gonna ruffle look, you're gonna ruffle some I'm feathers getting. up there. You're gonna ruffle yeah. some feathers up there. I'm not right? bald, but I mean Mike, ruffle some Mike, ruffling some feathers. Mike? <laughs> the play the playmaker is very so, um passionate. He is, I see. Pro pro Mike Jordan. When, if Mike was running for president, I'd vote for him. I don't care about his politics. Yikes. I'm voting. Okay. Um, that's dangerous, yeah, so that's I'm, dangerous I'm, rhetoric. I'm, that's that's I'm, how that's how forty five was elected. Wow. Uh, okay. Uh, no, for for real. That's that's so, what happened, man. That's what happened. That's true. Man. That's true. That's true. So so here's a little bit of news that's not exactly NFL news. It's a little bit more college football news. It's about Kurt Warner's son. I'm not sure if he'll be the next Kurt Warner. Looks like his first start came uh, yesterday at Temple. I mean, playing for Temple. I'm sorry. Going against Rutgers, he lost 16 to 14. EJ Warner went 19 for 32, 215 yards. One touchdown and one interception. Does he have what it takes? I'm looking for Arch Manning. I'm waiting for Arch Manning. I mean, that's 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 a good line, a uh, good stat line. I think we talked offline earlier, Hefe. I like Rutgers to win that game and cover. And they look, at certain points they look okay to do that. And it was just based on my analysis. But yeah, I mean, he came in and he played. So I mean, right, he played yeah. at home. He played at home. I mean, that that helps obviously. So. I mean, he he, he he may. I mean, I I hope that he doesn't end up. Um, what is it? A a grocery bagger. I hope that he doesn't make it to the league. I don't, I don't think I have to worry about that. I really don't think he'll have to worry. Too no, much I don't about think that. so either. Hopefully not. I I think I think he'll tap in. You know, 
what, what, what happened? Was, was this his? How many starts does he have under his belt? This this was his first official start. First official start. Okay. He did he did step in last week when they played, but this was his first official start. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a bad starting line. Um, and a lo- and a two point loss. Yeah, no, I, th- I think he'll get better over time. I think he'll get better over time. But if we're talking about former QB sons, Arch Manning, that's what I'm looking for. Arch Manning. <laughs> Do you have any uh, other uh, around the NFL for us today? I mentioned this earlier, but Alvin Kamara is out this week uh, for the Saints, battling with rib injury, uh, so he won't be playing. J.K. Dobbins, uh, although he – I think he practiced a little bit with the team this week. He did miss key practices uh, later on in the week. So um, Baltimore's being cautious with him. Uh, they go ahead and rule him out um, for this week's matchup. Um, we talked about Justin Herbert already. Um, he had broken ribs. Um, yeah, Jamal Adams for Seattle Seahawks' is safety. Um, it was reported that he had suffered a major uh, injury in that matchup against the Broncos on Monday night. Uh, apparently, it is a season-ending injury, and some folks are even saying career-altering uh, injury, just because of you know how how injuries like that, how players come back from them. Um, T.J. Watt, um, who was projected to uh, have torn a pectoral muscle, um, he is now um, going to be placed on IR. Uh, we know from you know other pro athletes that this is a pretty serious injury, can take anywhere you know from six to nine months um, recovery. So. We'll see how that goes for him. Um, hope he has a speedy recovery. That's tough, especially for one of the premier um, defensive players in our league today. Um, Dak Prescott, uh, he suffered an injury uh, Sunday night football against the Buccaneers. He uh, broke his hand or, you know, some part of his thumb. Can't grip the football accurately at this moment. He had surgery, I believe, early uh, this past week. So he's recovering. He's been at practice. Uh, coaching up those Cowboys players, uh, the backup quarterbacks, Will Greer, as well as our QB1, uh, Cooper Rush, uh, this week. So he's not going to go on IR, which allows him to be around the team and to participate in, you know, certain drills and activities that, you know, of course, don't involve him throwing the football. I actually saw a video of Dak Prescott throwing the football with his uh, left hand or something like that on social media. So I thought that was interesting because I don't think we'll probably use that in the game. But that was uh, it's, it's just something to note. So, uh, yeah, Dak is out. Uh, he'll be out for the next uh, few weeks or so. Uh, Cowboys general manager Jerry Jones reported that Dak could return in about four weeks. He's being optimistic with that. You know, he was just speculating. Jerry Jones is not a doctor, of course. You know, if the doctor told him that and he's reporting it, then, you know, that's that. But, yeah, Dak Prescott looking to hear an injury update probably after this week when uh, after this matchup is done. But that's what I have. Um TP, Hefe, did you have anything else for around the NFL? No, sir. All right. So I guess uh, we'll go ahead and get into my, one of my favorite segments. I, I, personally, I don't even know why we're kind of bringing this segment back. This guy really disappointed me last week with this. But I guess we'll, we'll do it anyways. TP's Playmaker of the Week. Last week, he had Baker Mayfield. Aaron personally... Rodgers. Against the Chicago Bears, Aaron Rodgers always makes it a point to destroy the Chicago Bears. I have no other choice than to pick Aaron Rodgers. I personally hate Aaron Rodgers. That's why I'm speaking in such a monotone voice. However, 
Aaron Rodgers is going to kill the Chicago Bears. See, normally I'd find a way to try and argue with you, but I I gotta agree. I, I gotta. Oh, I mean, no it's it's gonna. It's this, minimum minimum. This week I gotta agree. Minimum three hundred passing yards, two to three tugs. The Chicago Bears have nothing coming for Aaron Rodgers. Brett Favre is caught up in a scandal with um, welfare money. So Green Bay's looking for a new great white hope. Aaron Rodgers is that? Yeah, this 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 victory would definitely cover up some of that news of Brett Favre and what he has going on with this uh, money money issue. So. Yeah, I think I think Green Bay is looking to do that. I I don't think that the NFL wants to hear these things about their the greats. So I think uh, a win in Green Bay today will kind of silence some of that noise a little bit. You know, maybe it might be focused on Aaron and and his antics uh, later today. So that's unfortunate what happened. You know, I know this is a, a sports thing and this is a little bit outside of sports. But that's that's terrible, man. I mean, just to to do that. So. Uh, with Brett Favre. Obviously, I don't know all the details, all the facts, but, I mean, it, it doesn't look good. We'll see what happens. Now, we'll, we're getting into my favorite segment of each and every single podcast. The Cow Boys. We are here. It is Sunday. Time to get it done. Micah, if you can hear me right now, I got your back. My heart is beating for you today. Quarterback the defense. Get digs out there to get those picks. Let's go, boys. Every off. week I'm picking them on the money line. I don't care off. if we win or lose. Cowboys money line. Let's get it done. You're really pissing me off. Man, Hefe uh, Hefe's fired up over there. He's he's really really fired as he, as he should be. Look, Hefe, you look like you could step out on the field right now and 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 play and play O line. Hey, so, if you need me, I'll come in. We Jerry, are look, Jerry, make the call. Make the call. Make the call. Get I'll get Hefe out. out there. First of all, I need, get him out. I'll knock him out. I need Jerry out of the front office because he he made <laughs> Jerry made a decision. And wanted to play CD Lamb as wide receiver number one. Now, let me be very clear. I'm not here to disrespect CD Lamb. CD Lamb is a great player. However, per an interview this week, he has already accepted the fact that he cannot handle the pressure of being a wide receiver number one because of all the attention that comes with it. Now, am I saying. Now, am I saying that he doesn't have the that he does that he doesn't have the skill? Absolutely not. He has the skill, but the mentality in his brain—he's already speaking as if he cannot do it. I mean, like, what, like, what are we talking about? You're saying you're frustrated because it, it garners so much attention. Like, obviously, it's going to garner attention. You're the number one receiver. Who else is the quarterback going to throw the ball to? Who's going to be his first target? And you're saying, like, obviously, you're going to be frustrated. The Cowboys decided to let go and give up on Amari Cooper for whatever reason. I have no idea. But you put yourself in a position where you're dealing with this young guy who doesn't have – I don't want to say that. However, right now, he does not have what it takes to be 
the Cowboys' number one receiver. Michael Gallup is still recovering from his ACL injury. He just he, he just took uh, partook in seven on sevens. Great, we love to see that. But CD Lamb, what are you going to do? How how can the other players look to you as a motivating piece on this team? But you're talking about you're frustrated because of the attention that you're garnering. You're supposed to get excited for these kind of things because you're opening up the field for other players, and you're not. You're you're you're. you're I just don't understand. I just don't understand where we are. We don't have a winning mentality in this franchise, in this locker room. These guys are giving up early. It's week one. It's week one. Our quarterback just went down. We're, we're getting him back. Hopefully he comes back against Philly. Hopefully Cooper Rush can put it together, at least to get one or two wins. I think that we can steal one against the division opponent between the Giants or the, or the Commanders. Hopefully. But the, the the energy is off. Now, I do commend Michael Parsons, Tefe. That's your guy. And that's my guy, too. And I'm Trev. I'm sure that's your guy. Michael Parsons did not go on undisputed. And that was very exciting for me to see. That was because that's one of my biggest gripes in the offseason. You're, you're, you're signing up to do a weekly interview on Tuesdays. Granted, yes, that's the day off for most football players. For sure. For sure. My guy. We haven't won a Super Bowl since, what, 95? I was five years old. We have to focus up. The Eagles have a Super Bowl now. There's so many other teams. Like, what are we doing here? The Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes coming in, franchise in the abyss. So many franchises in the abyss. They're just coming out of nowhere. What are the Cowboys doing? Nothing. Yes, we're making money. Sure, that's so fun. Let's just dance around and lose while we're at it. I am tired of being mean. I'm tired of getting receiving memes on my Monday morning. I'm tired of receiving violent text messages. Cowboys, wake the fuck up. Where the fuck is Kelvin Joseph? Where is he? I'm tired of seeing Anthony Brown get burnt. Do something. It, it It's frustrating. It's frustrating. It's, it's, I'm, I've, I, I'm again. Look, I'm I'm gonna move to LA. I'm gonna be a Chargers fan. Justin Herbert, best quarterback in the NFL. Keenan Allen comes back soon. I'm I'm headed. I'm headed to Los Angeles. Cowboys. Well, do something. well. Let me see. If, let me see if I can stop you because last season Cooper Rush stepped in week eight and beat the Vikings twenty to sixteen. Ah, uh, you are absolutely correct. I was very excited. I've never, I've never screamed for so much joy after that touchdown pass to CeeDee Lamb. But again, CeeDee Lamb, you're talking about how the other, you know, we have three number one receivers on our team last year, and they're garnering all this. You have to be the guy, and you have to demand the attention, and you have to not be afraid of that. You can't run away from the challenge. If you're going to fight through it, fight through it. Be that guy. But you can't complain about it. I, I agree with everything you said, Playmaker. I agree with everything you said as well, Hefe. Uh, yeah, we're excited about the Cowboys. We're excited about Parsons. Um, and, and we're not as excited about CeeDee Lamb right now because of how he played uh, in week one. So let, let me get into some of this. I actually have this article up right now, and it's on the score. But it, it's Jerry Jones expects more from Lamb. You've got to catch balls covered. And, you know, that's the title of the article, but that's the whole thing. He targeted 11 times, walked away with two. He was talking about how, you know, he felt the pressure. That's what it's like to be the number one. This doesn't sound like someone who was confident 
and his ability to be the number one receiver. Even if you're not confident, I don't think that it should probably be expressed in this type of medium. You know, he mentioned how, you know, now that you've got Amari gone, you've got Michael Gallup gone, it's really on you. Guys are really trying to lock you up, make sure you don't catch the ball. And, you know, Jerry comes in and says, you know, and I agree with Jerry Jones here, you still have to find a way to catch the ball even when you're double covered. You just – you have to excel. You have to be that guy. You know, coming to the season, I didn't think that C was going to be ready to be the uh, wide receiver nom, what wide receiver one. And that was just because of his age a little bit. Some of the plays that went on last year, even when Gallup and Cooper were there, because you got a guy who I think he did end up having a 1,000 yards or close to it, but he – sometimes the Masters didn't seem all the way ready. Sometimes it was like, I think he has all the talent, but it's just some ways that he played. Like, for example, he would uh, always be looking to run before the ball would be even fully secured. Like, he'd be looking to kind of just take off and run yards after the catch type of situation. And, you know, I think he just needs to improve on some of those things. So even with last week, I mean, just all those targets, I do think Dak Prescott was for- forcing the football his way uh, one time, like, in the double coverage, and it got picked. So I just think that was part of the game plan. I think you got to look at Kellen Moore, uh, how he was calling that particular game. And you got to do more. Dalton Schultz, great player, but Noah Brown should not have been the wide receiver with the most yards in that matchup. He's like a wide receiver four on the depth chart. <laughs> so I, I, do, I do see a problem with that. So I definitely think that uh, he will come back, bounce back, have a good game, even with Cooper Rush at quarterback, because – the Cowboys are in a situation where they're looking silly. They're looking really, really silly, and they don't want to look like that. Obviously, the expectation is not that they're going to win uh, this coming matchup, but the expectation is that certain skill players actually do a lot better. Maybe it'll help keep this game closer or just at least give us faith until the uh, quarterback, that Prescott, comes back. But let's get into a little bit of fantasy football uh, for this matchup, and we'll touch with sports betting too. So fantasy football, um, we play the Bengals this week. Pretty exciting game. We're facing the Super Bowl loser, of course, and they also lost in week one of the season. So it's not looking too good for them. They lost their last two games after going on a crazy run last year throughout the playoffs. Uh, you got quarterback Joe Burrow, who at points in time looked terrible, absolutely terrible last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now he had, I think, five total turnovers, and the game was still within reach. Now it did come down to the kickers. Of course, so it's not always just Joe Burrow on his shoulders to to win that football game. But they did come alive. I mean, if the kickers did not miss those opportunities a few times, I think that they stay right in that game and win it. It was just a very, very close game. So how do I feel about this from a fantasy standpoint? I think if you have Joe Burrow, you have to start him. I do think that people believe that he will have a complete turnaround and just throw for 400 yards, not 400, but have a very successful game throwing the football to his, uh, to his targets. But if you look at it, he got a lot of banged up receivers last week against Pittsburgh. And on top of that, he had five turnovers. Like that's on him. You can't have five turnovers and just blame everyone else. Not saying he has, but that's on him. So I do think that our defense is a little bit better than Pittsburgh Steelers, at least on paper. We've got a great linebacking core. We have some good, you know, obviously a good secondary and we're coached very well on the defensive side of the football. I do think that Joe Burrow taking all those sacks in week one, I expect him to take sacks in week two. I do think that it will be a point in limiting what he can do with the football. So I don't think we're completely out of this game. I really don't think that we're out of it. But I would look to start Joe Burrow if you have him start him. I wouldn't expect a whole lot out of him just because of how stout the Dallas defense is. In terms of uh, the Cowboy side, Cooper Rush, I wouldn't look to start him this week. I mean, you've got a guy who's been a career backup coming in. 
against Cincinnati Bengals. I don't think he's scoring three, four touchdowns. I don't think he's going to have any crazy rush yards. We don't know what to expect, so I wouldn't look to start him. Wide receiver side, Jamar Chase. Just start him. Never worry about starting Jamar Chase. Just start him every single week. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, kind of Dallas Cowboys side. I would start him this week. He's coming off arguably one of his worst games, uh, 11 targets, two receptions. I think they manufacture touches for him. I think they managed to get the ball in his hands. I wouldn't be surprised if he got a touchdown this game. We scored no touchdowns in week one, the only NFL team to do that. So I do think there's a very good chance that someone gets into the end zone for sure. I like CeeDee Lamb to be one of those players. Um, other than that, I don't like anyone else from the wide receiver position. Tight end. I love Dalton Schultz. I think he's um, a definitely top five, top seven tight end in this league today. On the Bengals side of it, I, I don't really care for the tight end as much. Um, he's not dominant in this particular offense, so I wouldn't really look to move towards him. You look at the kickers, you got Brett Maher uh, from Dallas. He was with us a few years ago. We ended up releasing him because couldn't kick. <laughs> so I wouldn't look to start him. And he only scored three points last game because we were only in the red zone one time. Uh, but the kicker, Evan McPherson, he had some serious struggles uh, in week one. So I'd probably want to stay away from him, even though I do think the Bengals will probably win and dominate this game. I'd probably want to stay away from him still. You know, on the defense side of the football, this is tough because we do think the Cowboys will struggle offensively. So that leads to the Cincinnati defense. But the same side of it, the Dallas defense is pretty good. I mean, we only had 19 points from Tom Brady where they could have easily been able to score a little bit more. So you look at Joe Burrow having five turnovers. I mean, the Steelers' defense came up huge in week one. I do think Dallas' defense can play really well. I would start Dallas' defense. I wouldn't be afraid to start them, especially if I had a defense that, you know, just, just wasn't looking like a really good matchup at all or they didn't do good for me week one. I would not be scared to start Dallas' defense. I think people are, but I don't think you should be. So I'd probably uh, – you could start Cincinnati's defense because Dallas could be completely terrible, but I would say start both of these defenses and expect – turnovers and points uh definitely from the dallas defense i think they could surprise you but that's what i got for fantasy man a couple things i want to point out about my guy cd lamb that y'all keep talking about when he was in college and i know this is just college and the nfl is completely different every year he elevated his game he got more receptions he got more yards he averaged more he got more touchdowns Every single year, I think he will find it in himself. I know he's only 23 years old, but he will find it in himself to get the job done and elevate his game to the next level. Did C.D. Lamb call you earlier this morning and, and, and tell you exactly what he was going to do today? It's, it's kind of what it sounds like right now. Actually, I was talking to Michael Parsons because, you know, I had to will him. I had to get the defense ready. I was oh, yeah, on of course. the phone with him earlier. I said, look. Let Lamb know. Get it done. And with that being said, four and a half over for his catches, he's going to get that done. Hefe. Okay. Okay. Hey, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I disagree. I disagree. Um, he, 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 he wears – I've been dialed on this phone all day. My, I, my AirPods are at 15%. F.A., look, I, and I, I, I understand. I understand. I get it. I get it. I remember I was in middle school. I was Cowboys. Got to be optimistic. But at some point, we have to be realistic about this team. We have to be realistic about this team, okay? CeeDee Lamb is not, is not a wide receiver number one. Unfortunately, it's just – at least that's where I stand. Okay? He doesn't have to be to get these five catches this week. Okay, okay. so that from, from a betting standpoint, sure. He's going to – he might hit that. He might hit that. 
However, we have to be realistic about what's going on. The true 88s, the Drew Pearsons, the Michael Urbans, the Des Bryants, we're not complaining about number one attention, especially after week one. We're not doing that. We're not, we're not creating controversy already. Wow. Controversy wow. creates cash. And, and that's the Shout problem. Shout out Eric Bischoff. And that and that's the problem because we're not we're not in WWE. We're not trying to we're not trying to create storylines. We're just trying to win. That's what Cowboys that, are about. They're all about storylines. But that's hey, I the gotta problem. Agree with that. That's the problem. <laughs> Nobody wants to win, and that's what we're here to win. We're here to Don't win. Worry. Mike, Micah got him right. I was on the phone with him all morning. Micah does not know because he's already complained about week. He's already complained about the week one. He was in that commercial with the other 88s. He does not deserve to be sitting at that table. I will agree with that. He does not deserve to be sitting at that table. Not yet. You're Des right. Bryant, Des Bryant made an immaculate catch that was ruled incomplete, and then the NFL came back on their word years later and said it was actually a catch. Because yeah, if they that knew, catch happens, they we, knew. Beat, we beat the Seahawks next that next week and we go to the Super Bowl. But, of course, we get screwed. Yeah. And we beat the Seahawks early Lamb, in that season also. Exactly. In Seattle. In Seattle of all places. Eddie Lamb is not an 88 yet. He has yet to prove himself. He's not a number – Des Bryant, a number one receiver. Drew Pearson, a number one receiver. I do not, I repeat, I do not have to talk about Michael Irvin. You he do not have to himself. <laughs> so when we talk about CeeDee Lamb sitting at the table amongst these guys, what are we talking about now? All these right. guys are worried about TikTok dances and doing all this other bullshit. Hey, you're going to see today. To play football. Money line. I agree. We're gonna we're 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 gonna see we're gonna we're gonna see today. But hey, let me so, let me let me so, interject something about CD. Let me have have TP. Let me let me interject something. So when CD Lamb was drafted by the Dallas Cowboys, there was talk about oh, what number would he play? Because we're already viewing him as like that number one receiver, like a Des Bryant or Michael Irvin, and like we're already looking at him like that. So it came out that he wanted to wear number ten, and. Jerry Jones convinced him to wear number 88. And so it came out like, well, why do you want to wear number 10? Why, why do you want to do that? And he said, well, you know, growing up, I looked up the hop, DeAndre Hopkins. That was my guy. I feel like I'm more of a player in his mold. I, I like him. Um, I understand the whole 88 thing, but that's, that's where I want to play. Jerry talked to him, convinced him. I think Jerry Jones just really likes that whole brandy standpoint. Wide receiver ones in Dallas that were drafted by Dallas for years in number 88. And that's why CeeDee Lamb ended up being number 88. Now, I'm not saying that should uh, make an excuse for his performance for his play, but I don't think he ever looked at himself as being the mold of that type of player, at least at least not in Dallas. I think he always looked at himself as, you know, one of the guys he looked as a, looked up to in DeAndre Hopkins, um, you know, and how he played. That was his guy. So already you've got someone who's a little bit resistant to it. He's like, I want to do it my way. This is why admire but when Des Bryant came in he was like oh I admire Michael Irvin you know like it's just a different you know mindset so like you said it's probably an age thing it's probably you know just different generation but he came in the league just already already on that type of thing but you know he he excelled he excelled I mean people were saying that uh he was better than Justin Jefferson like that first year but that was just because Justin Jefferson had not had the opportunity to explode uh to be as dominant yeah, as he right. has been 
it's yeah, very clear who the better it, of the two is. It's very, very clear. It's very clear. And with, you know, arguably lesser quarterback play in terms of Kirk Cousins versus Dak Prescott. So, I mean, there you go. So, yeah, I, I, he's got to step up. He's got to step up. He's got to do better. No, no way, no way around that for sure. If, I like over so, four and a half. If we, so if, we, if we get blown out this week, I better not see Michael Parsons on Undisputed either because we have a lot of repairing to do right now. And it starts front office, coaching staff. The players are going to do what they need. I mean, the players are going to do what they can. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we're a little shorthanded right now, for sure. But, you know, guys like CeeDee Lamb, Kelvin Joseph, that's got, we, we have to wake up, man. It, you, you're, you're here to play football. We're not, we're not here to just shine. We're not here to rap. We're not here to talk to the media, all that bullshit. We're here to play football. So get back to what really matters and just play football. Michael Parsons is a, is a football player. Michael Parsons is a football player's football player. Just get out there and do it. The Cowboys, in, a, in totality, they need to adapt the mindset. Just play football. I get it. You play it. You play for the Dallas Cowboys. You have a star on your hat for sure. The glitz, the glamour, the celebrity—it's amazing. It's an amazing feeling. But what does that bring you at the end of the day? What does it bring you at the end of the day? Fair point. You have to play football. You want to be a you loser? Got you you got want to, to play football. So, with all this being said, we got the spread sit at, sitting at. Cowboys plus seven and a half. Uh, how, uh, spread wise, what do you guys feel? The Bengals are going to blow us out. Okay. So if we go back to last year when we had a backup quarterback starting for us, Cooper Rush, the same quarterback that will be starting for us today in the afternoon game, we covered that spread. Now, although it was a lot smaller spread, I think we were plus one and a half at that time, plus money on that money line. We still beat the Minnesota Vikings while we played at home. And spectacular fashion, of course. So do we cover the plus seven, plus seven and a half, plus eight that the books currently have it set at? I think it's possible. I do think it's possible. And I think that because if you look at the line movement prior to that Prescott's injury, it was set Dallas Cowboys minus two and a half. Now, this was after the conclusion of the Bengals and Steelers game where the Bengals just barely lost uh, just due to some kicking issues on both sides, you know, both teams. So if the books already like Dallas to win the game, albeit they were a, you know, pretty low spread winner, two and a half, three, you know, home team normally gets about three, you know, that, that kind of leads me to believe that they thought Dallas had a chance, you know, at, at least a chance as, as a, you know, the guys at home. So obviously they didn't see how that Sunday night football game was going to go. But that that says something to me. It says something that this defense is good, I think. They know Joe Burrow. They just watched how he played. Uh, five turnovers in that game. He was not looking good. He's definitely not a midseason form. I do think that the bookmakers thought Dallas had a chance. So at plus eight, minus the quarterback, I mean, at this point in time, that Prescott knows that offense way better than Cooper Rush. And in terms of production standpoint, I don't think there will be much of a drop-off. Matter of fact, I do think Cooper Rush will probably have a better stat line than what Dak Prescott did. I think he'll probably have a touchdown. I think he'll probably throw for more yards. I understand Dak left the game at the end. 
but uh, and that was essentially garbage time uh, that Cooper Rush was able to rack up. But I don't think we're gonna, from a production standpoint, not experience overall, but just production standpoint. When we look at the stat lines, I think that Cooper Rush will have a better stat line than what Dak Prescott had in Week One. I think plus eight is a lot of points for someone who's turning the football over five times last week. That's what I think. And uh, I think our defense will really just take control of this game. I think they'll blow a lot, which worries me. But if we can generate manufactured drive, manufactured touches, just getting the ball out in space, just moving the football, we could lose by like five or six points. You know, it's a lot closer than what people think. Bengals still win. The eight points is a lot. That's 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 just what I think. I, I, I'm just trying to have faith in my Cowboys, man. I do think the Bengals will win this game, but I think plus eight is, is – that's quite a bit of points. Trevor, so my shirt is kind of backwards right now. Um, but my shirt, my hoodie, it says, what is love? It's not backwards. Not to me. It's not backwards. It's not backwards. Okay. So it says, yeah. it says what is love, okay? Yeah. I think what you just did, you just defined love, Okay. <laughs> You defined love for your you defined love for your Dallas Cowboys for sure. Yeah. Because yeah. I understand where you're coming from. You just want to have this hope. And I mean, I get it, man. I've been there. But to be quite honest, I'm 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 fed up. I'm fed up with the bullshit. I'm fed up with all these extra lights, all this extra conversation, all this Jerry Jones, ooh blah. All, all the shit, man. You know what I mean? Trayvon Diggs, sure. You know what I mean? Very exciting, very exciting quarterback. But what else do we have going on? Jordan Lewis. Jordan, Jordan Lewis is probably my favorite cornerback aside from Trayvon Diggs because no matter where the ball is, he is there. He's there. Trayvon Diggs is going to get interceptions, but Jordan Lewis is there. Our safeties. We're going to get it done as best as possible. But I think that Joey Burrow is going to make it a point to say, hey, last week was a fluke. We're playing against the Dallas Cowboys. We're playing in a primetime game. We're going to do what needs to get done. And everybody likes to make the Cowboys an example when they can. I agree with that. I said earlier, Joey Burrow, start him, sit him. Joey Burrow, start him. Jamar Chase, Start them. Joe Mixon, start them. You have to start these guys as Cowboys. And again, I love the trust me when I say this. Me and Hefe have had arguments for years, passionate arguments about the Cowboys. I love the Dallas Cowboys, but at this point, I'm I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of trying to put on this front that the Cowboys are something else than what they really are. There's no winning mentality. It's like the Wizards. Everybody, everybody <laughs> in this area, everybody thinks the Wizards are this, that, and the third. You know what I mean? Like, no, no. At the very least, we're gonna get a playoff, get a playoff berth. We're losing in the first round. The Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys do not care about winning. They care about their brand. They care about yep. making money. Yep. That's it. They care about being seen. Well, well, look here. Look here. Micah is ready. And you know what? You know what? I'm about to go Michael get on Parsons, the phone with Michael, no, Michael Ruffalo. Parsons is the only, Michael Parsons is the only football player that we have. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to go get on the phone with Mike. I'm getting on the first flight to Dallas, and I'm going to talk to Jerry Jones. I'm getting in the game. You know, 
You know what? I'm wrapping up. This is all Hefe yo, out. Yo, yo, I'm yeah. Not- I think, I think. Look, I think this is how our, our show is ending today. I think, I think Hefe is uh, about to. He's about to hop at the airport, and he'll be in uh in Fort Worth, Dallas, Fort Worth. Uh, hey, Hefe, hey, do it. Do what you need to do, please. Because Lord knows, look at me. Look at me. I'm tired. You can see it in my eyes. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm well, look, tired. look. Look, 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 playmaker. Look, so we'll we'll be watching El Jefe uh, on the field uh, about 425 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, looking forward to that. Looking forward to enjoying the game. And, and he'll be there. He'll be there in person. So he'll give us, you know, all the all the takeaways when uh, we return uh, later on, on this week. So looking forward to that. But Jefe's already left the room. He's already on. He's already at the airport. So uh, I will I will close out uh, the show for today. Thanks for tuning in to check us out. Get your popcorn um, ready. Word to T. Owens. Word. Shout out to Terrell Owens in the podcast, man. Shout out to T.O. So that'll that'll be it for Triple Babble for today. Catch us uh, for the Thursday podcast to cover Thursday Night Football. And we will we'll see you then. Signing out. See you guys.